Welcome to Colat Culture with your hosts Alaska, Kelly Castro, and Zilla Rocker. This week we discuss Alaska and Zilla Rocker's new album, Nihilist Millennial, and they are the group, Kage Coats. What's up, y'all? It's Call Out Culture, man. We're gonna start. We're gonna, we're gonna, no, we don't need no Sam Adams. I don't need any help either. This is your host, your executive producer, Curly Castro. I'm hosting tonight. You know what I'm saying? Tonight we are celebrating a glorious occasion. Even though I hate one of the members. I, you know, I, hey, but you know, you're going to talk lo- to you like that? Jesus. You love the music, you know, but you hate the artist. You know, a lot of people are battling with that right now. Mm. I'm yep. going through that currently. So uh, tonight on Call Out Culture, on you tonight, bro. we are doing live yeah. from the uh, at least show up on time. <laughs> for the album, the mega large release, Cargo Colts with Nihilist Millennial. I'm not going to say it much, my own self. That might be the only time I say it. I hate the title. I hate it, but we're going to learn about it. And I'm not going to say it anymore. What was your preferred album but, title again? What was your preferred one? What was it like? Um... Was Zapruda soil or something like that? Like that. <laughs> and um, no, you got to throw opium in there. You always go with the opium for the title. No, opium has nothing to do with conspiracies. Keep up. <laughs> right. Um. So with me, I have um co-host of a podcast I used to be on, but I quit. Um. <laughs> but so, but now I'm just hosting today's episode on the podcast. I quit, and I'm here with Alaska. And Zilla Rock. You're, you're, you're fulfilling your, your two week notice. Like you have to yeah. buy it out for two more weeks. You know, this is your episode to get out of your contract. It's your greatest hits episode. And I don't think, why do I gotta <laughs> still be on, on air if I quit? Like, let me just work in the office, like shuffling papers and, t- and going to get coffee and never coming back. Like, why do I gotta be on? Oh, this is my, and then they, we are gonna give me a party or something? Get the hell out of here. It's part so of your contract. It's part of your contract. Yeah, and part of my contract. Yeah, you think that digital signature is real? Look. <laughs> Oh, it's gone. Oh, man. What what happened? Don't worry. I got a PDF of it. Yeah, right. I got a virus working right now. Fuck that shit. I don't trust none of y'all, motherfucker. Anyway, tonight's live for the line of notes because it's the release day. Um, Long time coming. So we're just going to jump right in to the deep part of the pool. Sploosh, splash. Mm -hmm. All right, no floaties. And I want y'all gentlemen... We're talking about Cargo Colts, their new album, NH. Mm-hmm. No, NM. Sorry, I don't know. There what I said you go. NM. New Hampshire, oh. New Mexico. <laughs> new about this? Before we major talk- rap friends. What? Before we new talk Coke. this record, this is, we're, we're recording this on a day before the album drops, but we're releasing it the day the album drops. Just mess up my whole way. I just set it up. I said I it was the release day, but you know, you want to play. Time cop. Go ahead, well, Van Dam. It's Rod, Rod Silver for sure. Yo, shouts to me and Sarah and Time Cop from Ferris Bueller, my favorite movie of all time. And shouts out to the most lazy. I run into my own self at a different time, turned into a, a red globule ending fight ever. <laughs> who, like, who got that job? Frank? Yo, Frank. Yo, Can you, uh, we need to make two people run into each other, turn into a blob, and kind of explode. Now? Yeah, right. man, like, you know, the last guy we got, uh, come on, Frank. Dude, the Frank best part of the whole movie is 
when he jumps up on the counter and does the split and dude electrocutes himself with a taser. That's so good. But, but you, you know the funny part is he got back down. So did yes. he exactly. I was yes. wondering about that. He gets no, right he back do down. Back He's not flip. tiptoeing. He, he didn't stay on the ledge and jump onto the kitchen island, which, you know, right. naturally you would do. No, he just got back down and stretches legs. He does that little stretch thing where he high knees himself. Yeah, but I th- love think Batman. about the genius of him probably forcing that in, like, oh, he probably can't so, be so. like, we, there has to be a scene where I do a split with boxers on, no shirt. And Wait, like, if they it. wrote that, you think they wrote all right, split away from the electrocution or they had to write that whole scene to get a split? Because all of his movies, he, he did a split. Yeah, he does a split. Yeah, yeah, makes, right. and that's in his contract. But I'm saying, but like, this is probably think, the best one. This is the best one outside of kickboxing. that scene is like, yeah, we could do, we could put the split in there. Or you think every scene they were going through, like, no, we can't put the split in there. He's gonna yeah, like, okay. there, there, there was like a split, like, script assistant where every scene he watched closely on set be like can we can we just finagle a split? Like they'd be like yo it's coming up it's coming i up. think okay, every okay, van damme okay. movie actually starts with the split and then they make the movie <laughs> look, from they're, there they're sitting there by the um by the dailies you know with the yes. cameras and stuff going yeah. over the shots and like he's coming up he's coming up okay okay jean-claude so yes. the, way, the way you're standing and the way we have the camera we wouldn't see the split so right. next we'll try to like every scene they probably have to talk him down because yes. he's walking over you're like oh he's coming he's coming, he's coming. See, i think, okay, I he's think coming. time cop is like the is the revolutionary J, uh, jvcd flick because it's the only one where he's not avenging someone's death every movie someone dies yeah no no you're wrong. Goes. you're wrong what in time he, cop he goes back in time to save the girl that blew up in the explosion his wife. But, the movie, but the movie's not about avenging her death right but it's about going back in time to change it uh, that's okay, motivating maybe well universal, steals, a universal soldier he dies yeah well he's an android so he's not even right. emotional but anyway um what, what days what days today wait, wait we're, we're time copying this whole thing because i wanted to have like a fun fact before we talk about our record about release days when we're recording this it's the anniversary of one of the coolest days in rap when uh jay-z hard knock life dropped equemini dropped black star dropped Brand Nubian Foundation and Tribe, the Love Movement dropped all on the same day. So we are planting this record, Wrecking Crew sponsored in fertile soil, as right. Muhammad used to say. So we're going back in time without having to do a split on on the countertop with with the taser on the ground. Fertile soil, but all right. So boom. So what? So let me ask you guys this: well, Do you remember that day? Like, cause I I vividly remember. Name name the records again, cause I can so tell you. Quemini, uh huh. Hard Knock Life. What Black volume? Star. What? Uh, two volume. Uh, Hard Knock. Well, in my lifetime, volume two. Hard Knock Life. Uh-huh. Um, Black Star, uh-huh. Brand, Brand Nubian Foundation, and then Tribe Love Movement. I bought everything except Brand Nubian and Tribe at that time. I got Brand Nubian later, but I did not get Tribe for years because that shit sucked. And mm-hmm. I bought all all the rest of the records that day, that that day or that week. I got all, but I got all of them together. I don't remember what year, ninety eight. Ninety eight. So yeah. I'm in college. So I went to Armand's. Nice. And I pretty much bought all of them that day. But I left Love Movement where I found it, and I and I didn't buy Foundation. You didn't I like, listen you to didn't Found- like uh, you didn't like Find Find My Way. The thing I should, I should I Foundation. Foundation. I bought it on vinyl. No, no, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about Tribe. The, the Find My Way. Stop single. yourself, okay? So you got to understand. All right. You youngsters, and this once again is our check the rhyme and all that. No, like tribe beats rhymes forever, and 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 like beats rhymes in life with consequence trying to take over is horrible. Uh, So then love movement comes. I'm with you on that. Yo, you're wild. I'm not done. 
So love movement comes and love movement is quality, but the bad taste from beats, rhymes in life for all of us true tribers is really rough. We're scanning this to credits. Where's consequences? Is he on this record? Good. We find yeah. out he's not. Yeah. We find out he's not. But then artistically, it's another veer. We kind of like wanted you to make a, tell you the truth, all us real tribers wanted a low end part two after midnight as some way, shape or form. We wanted a low end theory part two because we liked that idea, but we, they didn't flesh that all the way out. Midnight Marauders was a good solid idea. Boom, stamp, plat, whatever it turned. But I thought Midnight Marauders there, is the best tribe album. It definitely is, but okay, bear cool. with me a bit. Okay. But yeah. I think there was something to be investigated with low end as another as a further sound. Mm. But that's that's something me and Deep and try. But I, you know, I facilitate which one is so better. I have a theory about this. Yeah. I've been thinking about this since, but not not in preparation of this, just in general. So I've been I was revisiting the Jungle Brothers' first two records a lot, right? And I've been listening to Mike Eagle talk with Prince Paul, you know, about De La and Native Tongues. Um, and I was thinking, like, why did Tribe, who's the biggest group, the movie, Q-Tip, all them Fife, you know, they, they did SNL the day after the election. What, wh- why are the last two albums before we, uh, got it for, we got it from here? Why is Beats, Rhymes, and Life and Love Movement reviled, right? And I started thinking about it. Just forget about the music in there. I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know how, like, in, when, when it comes to decades in time, like a decade doesn't really start until like the fifth or sixth year of that decade. Cause it's really just a carryover from the years before that. So like the yeah. early nineties is basically the eighties. You see what I'm saying? Like the nineties don't really become the nineties until like 95, like most decades. Does that make sense? Like if you oh, look okay. back to like style and culture and, and I didn't think of this, Hank, Hank Shockley told me this when I interviewed him and I, it, made, it really made a lot of sense to me. Like when you think of the sixties, how culture is you don't think of 1961 which is a carryover for the 50s does that make sense you mostly yeah, no, think of like continue, continue. Right. i'm a, i'm hosting okay. so i have a schedule i'm just saying, and, I, okay. and i and i have an outline so continue. okay so anyway so when you look at tribe and de la and the beginning of native tongues they do drop like late 80s you know what i mean or, or whatever your instinctive travels is 90 something like that 89 no 90? it's not 90s it's in the, it's in the 80s Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Eighty nine. So that that is full swing. 80. I think. Well, I think it's eighty seven because it's before three feet. So okay. we'll give it a year or something. Eighty eight. Whatever. 87. Whatever one it is, that is full swing eighties. The style, okay. the fast shit, the jokes, everything is eighties about that, right? Then you get to the early. So then you get um, midnight. I'm sorry, low end. That's like what ninety one, ninety two. I think so it's ninety four. No, 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 no. It's it's, it's before midnight the is ninety six. No, no, no. Midnight is 93. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it 96. 96 no. is Beats, Rhymes, and Life, though. Yeah, mid- Midnight's 94, I think. No, it's 93 right. because it's uh, the same time as uh, 36. Right, right, right. Same yeah. time as Elmatic, too. Right, so that's 94. It's the so, end of 93, so it runs over yeah, to 94. Like, the okay. singles were 94. So what I'm saying is the first three Tribe albums are all carryovers of the 80s getting – but the nineties haven't kicked off that way yet. Does that make sense? They're laying the foundation still, for the nineties. They're laying it right, but there's still eighties. Midnight is when you kind of really get begin to get the nineties sound of like the jazz and the filtering. But it's yeah, the very I would beginning. say Midnight's a pretty distinctive nineties album. I think Low End has a lot of eighties in it. Right. So be, Midnight is like the beginning of what would become the nineties style. Right. 
So then when you, but when you get to 96 with beats and rhymes, now like the 90s as a culture, as a thing happens. And Tribe is, they're more, everything, everyone loves them, but for like the 80s version of Tribe. Does that make sense? And De La. Mm. Most people, most people recall De La, like Daisy. I mean, the singles is, but not like the album. All right. I see what you're saying. I, I just kind of disagree. That's fine. Okay. No, I, I just thought it was interesting. I was just thinking about it the other day where I was like, I think people, the same way people who, who like Wu-Tang really like the first album. Most people I mean, like, what, they're not, they're but, not the, for, but the thing with Tribe is there is a um, style shift. And Definitely. So, oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm that's not after low end, and that's where Midnight starts. So then, mm-hmm. like I said, us tribes, so we get Midnight, Stamp, Seal, mm-hmm. and then they do Beats, Rhymes, and Life, which is really off the path. So then, so then, okay, so let me hit you with this then. So think about it back to this release day. Love Movement drops the same day as Hard Knock Life, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, that's the same day, same year. Hard Knock Life like exemplifies every single thing about the late '90s era of rap, and Love Ooh. Movement is just like a thing. It's just like a thing Love, floating well, no. around. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Love Movement is a funeral record. There you go. So everybody knew Tribe was breaking up around then. They, they said it. The they said it was their last yeah. We saw it. the performances took that form. So it's a funeral record. So you can't. It's hard to compare it to one of Jay Z's top hit records because he's ascending. Right. And Tribe True. is literally You're right. stepping off. So it's like, you know, bait, football players specifically, not necessarily basketball, but football player running backs on their last year. Mm. You know, yep. they get the little kind of tour. They get managed. They don't run all the time. But True. if it's, if it's a chance. They're bringing in like the first round pick, dude. If there's right. a chance for them to get a touchdown, to pad their stats, their lifetime stats, they're doing that. So they're playing a little different game. So I think Tribe dropping that record, it wasn't so much – you know, maybe sales are important, but like the singles didn't have to hit a certain way. They could, you know, mm. kind of do what they want. The videos, they could kind of do what they want. You know, a legacy act. Yeah. Kind of do what you want. You score with it. But um, all right, let's round up these wagons. Let's talk about NM. So, kick me off, gentlemen. What was this idea? This is a collaboration record. Yeah, right? sure. So, where did this idea to collab spark? Um, I don't know. It was so long. <laughs> I, don't even I think I think Zilla just hit me up and was like, "Yo, I got some beats. You want to do anything on them?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it just sort of started from there. He sent me a couple beats, and I wrote like five songs. I I I think it was when I remixed "Words Hurt." Yeah, it might have been that. When I remixed uh, the song with um Red Pill now Chris Orrick, I yeah. love people. Yeah, yeah, I love that joint. Yeah, so I, I remember doing that, and it was very very different from the version you did with Lang. And then I put in like a Nori sample in there. It's like a Nori mixtape part where he's mm-hmm. saying, I forget what he says. He says some crazy shit and I put it in there just for you. And then you were like, yo, this is crazy. And then I was like, all right. So then I kind of knew I'm like, oh, like you would like this type of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I hadn't heard you. Like when I, when I did that remix, I purposely was like, oh, I want to make like some like harder, like East coast shit. But with like little Easter eggs in there for you, because me and you were like getting pretty cool at that time, um, and so and I hadn't heard you on just like some straight like rugged East Coast shit. So that was like my idea. So once you said you liked it, I was like, oh well, hey, I got a ton of beats similar to this, my friend. And you're like, yeah. oh word, send them over. And then you just banged out like three, four songs right away. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I, I feel like when whenever I'm starting a new project, it's kind of like that, like there's this period where it just like pours out 
and that that happened with this record. Definitely. Like I think like six of the six of the eleven songs were done within like two weeks. Yes. Yeah. And I was because I remember saying to Castro, I was like, "Yo, this dude is like bang." I don't even Castro. I don't even know what we were making at the same time, but I was like, "Yo, this dude is like lighting it up." Like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, you definitely laughing. So so Alaska to that effect. Um, yeah. You you particular. Um, you've done full projects before. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say from watching your career and how you've gone from uh, retiring from um, Hanger to doing um, some more Adams adjacent stuff to kind of being the sole person left in Adams to now this. Why did you want to put like, you put your foot down, like this is a solo project. I think this is the most, this has the most heft of all of your last material in the last, let's say seven, eight years, whatever. Um, what was I mean, the I, 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 I've been doing solo stuff for a while. I agree, but I'm saying yeah. to me, I'm just, yeah. you know, and then you could veer me, whatever, but I think the okay. half, like, putting your foot down, like, this seems like a more serious... Oh, I got what you're saying, yeah. Um, um I, I think it was just a, a matter of, like, getting reps. Like, I had been doing a bunch of stuff for a while, and it was, like, I think just, you know, the more you do something, the more you sort of get comfort comfortable with it, you sort of see what you want to do out of it more, and... Um, I think I just was ready to take that next step creatively. Um, you know, I think think with words hurt, it probably kind of ran its course at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't like I, I like the records we made, but I think um, I wanted to sort of go more in like a different sound. Mm-hmm. Um, like Zillow was saying, like I really like the remixes that he did, and then the the beats that he gave me, sort of like almost a more traditional sound, maybe right than yep. compared to what I was doing. Um, but I also think like, you know, I knew that the people I was working with and, you know, the recognition that I was getting for the work that I had done, I wanted to like, to be able to run with the people I was running with and sort of be in the same, you know, the same lane with them um, versus like, just like a weird guy that pops in and pops out. Like I wanted to basically be like, I'm here, I'm in this same grouping of people. Like fuck with me, no. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of like I, I think that's where it went. And you know, so much shit was happening in the world at the time when we started working. There was yeah. like fertile ground for what was going on. Like we started probably like I think 2017, maybe 2018. Probably yeah, probably like late 2017. Yeah, so it was like you know we were sort of like we were heading towards the iceberg. So there was like a ton of material yeah, and like ideas and thoughts to like that I had going on in my head. So it was able to like really pour out and, and the, the stuff that Zilla was giving me allowed me to sort of get that out there. That's a great segue to my next query. The aesthetic, the meaning of the project, break that down for me. And you could start with the title and then let that flow outwards to how the title of the group or the title of the record we can do both give me the title of the group what that means the title of the record and how that influences the aesthetic that y'all went for in the meeting i'll I'll guide us but that's where we're going right now so um for cargo cults um i was at a work thing and it was um like i was visiting some like tech company for work and they were doing a presentation for my students and they were talking about um, a thing called the cargo call, which I'd never heard of before. And it's, it's a phenomenon that happens when a less technologically advanced society meets with a more technologically advanced society. 
Phalanx. Oh. <laughs> the less technologically advanced society doesn't understand the technology. Um, so they sort of create like a, a, they have a form of worship for it. So a lot of times this happened with um, the Pacific Islands when planes would fly over and do food drops. Mm. Um, the, the people that lived there didn't understand planes at the time. This goes back like, you know, probably like to the 1940s or something like that. But the, the planes would drop, the planes would fly over and food would appear. Hmm. So the people didn't know what planes were. So they actually created idols of planes, like oh, giant shit. like statues of planes Damn. in order to try to like appease hmm. the, the technological God. So I started thinking about like the society that we're living in right yep. now. Like we're sort of like, looking to this technology to save us that's out there and we're the primitive people because we don't really understand the power of it what can be done with it mm. what it means like we're just looking for this thing to save us so like we're sort of like embracing tech whether it's like you know sort of like having these giant debates with idiots on twitter or you know looking for apps to save us or whatever it is like we're hoping tech is going to save us and we don't know that like we're a cargo cult hoping that you know, something is gonna save us from the world that we're destroying. Yeah, these first days will be the hardest shit. I'm at the farmer's market, bumping the carters, bitch. Yo, I'm buying artichoke hearts and yelling Spartacus. Like, yeah, I played it cool on my cash money, marvelous. Clear your cash, delete your history. I'm dropping jewels like I'm slick, Rick of Mr. T. I fall asleep when I binge watch Mr. Bean. I'm slowly being murdered by my motherfucking Twitter feed. Hey, yo, they watch us through our TV, God. Hey, yo, they watch us through our TV. Man, that everything you said is X Men right now. Me and Cash right now. And Mike Eagle. Shout out yeah. to Mike Eagle. He knows. I think Sketch, too. Shout out to Sketch if he still is fucking with X Men. Everything you just said is the last year and a half of X Men books. Like taken to the most crazy extreme over a hundred year and a thousand year stretch. So definitely just put it out there for you if you want to get back in the comics. Yeah. So, and, and then connect I, I, threads. I think the um the nihilist millennial, we probably both have different definitions of what that is. All right. Well, I I, I you came up with the group name and then we had seventeen album titles at random points. Like there were so many album titles we would run through. I was against you were against them. True. Um but I, I think I came across the phrase nihilist millennial. I think it was in this book I was reading uh, called, uh, I, I, it's one of two books I was reading. It was either I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, which is fucking incredible. And then another or another one, um, How to Fail at Everything and Still Come Out on Top, which is from the guy who made created Dilbert, 
It's amazing. It's a great book. They're both about just like, here's how you figure things out, you know, and, but like really funny, basic, simple ways to do this. And so I think the comment was like in response to someone saying like, you cannot go to get advice from people on the internet because everyone on the internet is like, oh, uh, I'm supposed to save uh, $100 per paycheck. I can't even save 50 cents or we, we can't do that. We have to like burn everything down. Like, and a guy said, he was like, you can't take, you can't take any advice because it's filled of nihilist millennials, <laughs> which I thought was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> like the read. And so, uh, yes, it, it tied in perfectly to the responses to most things that happen is a nihilist millennial point of view of a binary reaction based on emotion and the belief that everyone outside of my tribe is patently wrong and should be destroyed, which is fucking scary. Um, so I think, I think um, on my end, it's when I read that, I, I think I screen grabbed it and said in Alaska, like this has to be the album title. And so Alaska is clearly not a millennial, um, but I'm like year one millennials. Like I am the beginning of it. Um, and so I'm like the super, super OG millennial, but I've definitely have reacted like that to certain things for sure. So I can understand it, but it's like, it's like the same. I just think it's a great juxtaposition where millennials think, you know, we're so advanced because we eat, you know, organic food that doesn't have chemicals on it. And we're using non-harmful skincare products that are GMO friendly. And we're so thoughtful with our coal consumption and climate footprint and carbon and and all of this but we'll go on twitter and be like oh you disagree with me i hope you die and i'm going to report you to your job and get you fired like that's a really scary person and that's like the accepted viewpoint and so i thought that was like i thought since me and alaska both <laughs> talk about this shit all the time with each other um then make that the album title and then once we had that title, I was like, I thought it was also cool because it went against the music. It's like the music, like Alexis said, is like more traditional East Coast. But when you call it nihilist millennial, it gives it like more weight to it to be like, this is a statement. And listening to how Alaska wrote it, calling it something that was kind of like, eh, that's the title, you know, or that's eh, a self-titled record or like, oh, it's called uh, you know, some inspirational shit or one of the million other titles we had to me, it just didn't fit the moment and what he was going for. And then what just he and I talk about and then things we've said on the show here and there. So uh, I thought the title was fucking fantastic. And people that they, if they like it, people have been buying the shirts um, or the necklaces. <laughs> like I'd be curious to know what they think of the title. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, that's what really fascinates me. It's like even the hitting up gang shouts to the gang, man, um, to do the art. Like he came up with, many covers and pieces and once he started fucking around with the art like that to me solidified it like his yeah. visual thumbprint on it made it for me like a real record you know what i mean whereas mm -hmm. before it was like shit me and alaska did the last few years and we're on the podcast we've all done a million records with each other since then so our, our all of our relationships are like really strong now but having gang come in the fourth quarter you know and just throw for like you know Throw, it's like it's like a back of quarterback walking in and hitting like three throw three touchdown passes real quick you're like oh shit yeah um, yeah gang like really the vision of it 
um, change. And so like, it was, it was interesting to see like his point of view, because I don't think he's a millennial either of like what it could, what it could mean. And mm. so I think like with the artwork, with the variant art he did, um, and then even have like cryptic, like master it at the same time. Like it just made it to me seem like it, like if it just kind of, what's the word? Like it, uh, it's kind of like when you, so you guys ever see like one of the like sneak previews of movies? Remember back in the day, you would get like passes to see a sneak preview of a movie that wasn't going to yeah. be out. Mm-hmm. And you could like, they wouldn't even have like the title credits up and there'd be like some like little blur, like you might see a boom mic or some shit in the corner. You know what I mean? And like, and like they'll ask you, like you, you know, you write cards, like what, what did you not like? Remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when test, the movie come out six screening. months, right. Test screen. It's like six months later when that movie comes out. It's like, there's the score. There's the fucking title card. They cut out 10 minutes. It didn't make sense. Like that's how it felt having gang and cryptic coming at the end. Cause before like, I just thought that the title was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> but once the visuals came in, I was like, Oh, that's, it's one of the things where, like you have a title, but you don't really know what it means yet. You know what I mean? Like all the way until psh, the right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times with the artwork and the aesthetic, yeah. that stuff brings it all together. Yeah, Alaska. Um, I mean, I, I think it's sort of in the same vein as what, what Zilla said, but I think it, it's more beyond just um, millennials. Like, I, I see it more as, like, the turn of the millennium. Mm. Like, okay. you know, nihilism has been, like, seeping into our culture, and it's, like, just becoming more and more and more and more pronounced as we get further into this new millennium. Becoming more legitimized. Yeah, it's, like, basically, it like, I mean... Poopy. You know, if you if you look at the definition of nihilism, it's essentially like, you know, nothing matters. Um, you know, right. like everything existence is like not real. It's meaningless, and like we're just seeing that more and more as we move forward, especially in right. America. It's like with the stuff that's happening. Yeah, it makes it. Yeah. It makes it makes the. You know what I see? You know, I hate self fulfilling prophecies. It can't be a yeah. prophecy. It's if you know it's going to come together on purpose. So if you if you if you're basing it on such, so it's just like, oh, you know, everything's coming to an end, and then we have a couple of hurricanes. See, look, mm-hmm. everything's yep. coming to an end. So, like, yes, nihilism is definitely getting solidified, sharpened, weaponized, um, a bit in this millennium. Definitely, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, so that's sort of I think the two versions of the title. Nihilist <laughs> millennial. Now Castro gets it. Good time to take our first break because I know y'all. Listeners out there got a hefty plate just now, and you're contemplating whether you're gonna buy a necklace or not. So we're gonna hit a, hit a we're gonna hit a break, and we'll sh- we will be back. Call out culture, Shablau, Curly Castro here with Cargo Colts tonight. As y'all know, we wear many masks and we have many names. Try to keep up. All right, we we'll be right back. Yeah. That shit fly, ain't it? I know y'all fucking with it. I ain't gonna give you no more time. Midnight Express, motherfucker. The new album by Griff Scorsese. This is some of the best shit of the motherfucking year. You heard me? Shout out to my man Sleep Sinatra. He on there. Shout out to Zilla Rocker. He on there. Shout out to Alaska Adams. Ode to Camp Low. One of the hottest songs of the fucking year. Shout out to Debt Left, my homie Eddie Kane. And of course, this right here. This right here? Death of Smoky Mountain featuring Asir. That motherfucker nice too. Chong Wizard hooked me up. My man Mo Nichols came through. Produced entirely by Jason Griff. You can pick it up right now. CDs are sold out, so if you slept, you slept. But guess what? I got a fire-ass vinyl. That B-side, entire album remix. Come shop with us, man. We got socks, ping-pong paddles, all types of fly-ass shit. Real simple. Midnight Express, insubordinate records. Who's fucking with us? Call out culture. Holla at me. One. 
Let's see what else I got. Okay. Yep. Um, next, we're going to get into the beats and the blades. Bang. Z will kick off and then talk to Alaska about some lyrics. Yeah. Cool. All right. Here we coming back in three, two, one. Call out culture. Castro here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm host host with the most I resemble. Um, I always forget his name. Oh, big um, big love daddy. Seymour <laughs> love daddy. Seymour love daddy. I got the um, the uh, sprinkler hat. Spraying the water at the glass on the inside. Don't know how it helped, but I wanted to be a part of it. Um, so I wanted to get into uh, Alaska mentioned earlier about um, his his past sounds that he he was trying out with his Words Hurt project and mm-hmm. and his other solo works. He was mentioning this had a more traditional beat sound. So Zilla, you're up. The beats. Mm. Yep. My dude was good with the beats. What was what were you going beats, for? Yo, man. What's what's the history with some of these beats? Or, or was it just um, you know, you had you had you had a you know kamikaze pack and you let Alaska dictate where that went. How'd that go? Yo, I I I was again knowing him from afar from Hangar 18 and then you know, reconnecting with him and then being on a words hurt record and remixing them and then all the Adams fan shit, you know, I, there was, I didn't think he would like most of the shit I was sending him. So I was like, all right, I'll just kind of send like a strange assortment of things new and old. Um, and he was picking stuff with like soul samples and then stuff with like weird Korean organ records I had flipped and then like blues samples in there and then like straight up jazz shit. And then, you know, it was, it was shocking when I was hearing the things he was liking and then doing songs to where I was like, Oh, okay. Well, if he's into that shit, I can pull up some more from the archives um, and kind of go from there. So it was like, the, like when I, when I look at the, the track listing now and think of the, the styles and like a lot of this stuff, the stuff that from the, what he picked are things I wouldn't even touch anymore. Like sample wise, like there are records and sounds I wouldn't even go for. Um, but at one point in time I was heavy into like, soul samples and then reggae samples and dub samples you know so like i it's cool to hear them things come back out and i've never produced a full album for someone else not for lack of trying because in my early days when i was trying to be like lp and arisa like i was you know casual i was like had i was r- producing so many quote-unquote albums for people and they all just never came out so i had all of these so a lot of these beats i mean some cats these were like album cuts for people in 2006 you know 2011 Look at um, that. yeah like these listeners were- music is new until somebody hears <laughs> yep yeah straight up and like and they were songs started. i enjoyed you know what i mean but they they were just sitting on my computer or my hard drive for some of these 10 12 years so just and not to not not i don't want to lead our listeners not to say that you're always using something old or get married to some nostalgic shit but Alaska is new to our um, crew. He's crew Jason. He's our mm-hmm. Capadonna. And mm-hmm. so for him hearing these sounds, it might not have that staleness to it that beats have or the history to it. Like if you made a beat and somebody else did it, you might not even hear a new person on it until the new person hears it. And they're like, right. oh, I got something. And Alaska is so efficient. He's able to lay a demo to down where you can, now you can, you can divorce your mind yes. from the old version of the song and get to the new. And the, and the, good, thing, the good thing about this marriage that y'all did here 
of styles is Alaska has a natural um its flow it moves a lot mm-hmm. there's a lot of movement to it and your beats have a lot of um, changes and phases and they move too so Thank I think you. putting those things together and, and uh, figuring out that dance like you lead I lead you know that that was good and that's what that's what really comes out and I, I mean that like I like I you know Alaska I'm effusive about it I'm a very big fan of your older work. Um, and I've kept following you through your solo stuff, but this is this is the heftiest project you put out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, agree. Not to, dis- to disparage anything else, but no, I agree. I think I think it's my best project, honestly. I would I say so too. I so, don't want to yeah. say it against anything else. So this is definitely yeah. the best project. So y'all, that's fucking cool, that. man. Yeah, but Z, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. That's cool. I, I just I, that's fucking cool to hear. I mean, like at first when he was picking these joints and doing songs, it was like I definitely couldn't divorce them yet from. The original versions. I mean, some some of these songs, these people I did with before, like perform these shits. So I have like okay, very so yeah, vivid yeah. audio memories, and visual yeah. memories of them. But again, like things fell apart and it went back to being in my computer. And so when I was throwing them at him, I was like, once I started just seeing what what he would be open to, I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, okay. And then it was like you said, the arrange like how do I arrange it to make it interesting without, you know, adding tons more shit onto the beat because i'm not with that either like if an old beat can still knock then it can still knock like i don't right. need to there's some other ones where you're like you go back to them you're like ah actually these drums are mad corny so now I'm, I'm more advanced i can do cool things to it and add swing but i was just tr- still trying to keep it like as interesting i could with the arrangements because i knew like there's a lot of rhyming on this record there's no singers there's not a lot of guests there's no posse cuts there's no you know, heavy interludes. It's just rapping. And Alaska's got like a lot of fun shit in there, like funny references. There's like a lot of poignant stuff. There's personal shit on there. And so I was like, okay, how do I just, I want his, I want him to be the star of all the joints. Right. And when I produce for people, like whether you're in the studio with me or we're just working together on something, like when I'm in producer mode, I'm thinking like, what's the best way to service this artist? How do I make this? What do I like about them? What do I like about their previous work? What, what do I think I can add on and then what can I do on my end to keep making them be the main shit? You know what I mean? Like I, I would never want it to be like, yeah, man, you know, cargo calls. I mean, the beats are crazy. The dudes, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? That's not, that's not the intention is to make shit that just makes the, the, the MC in this case, Alaska just be buried. So my whole thing was like when we were doing the last batch of mixes before cryptic mastered it, I just did like a little more tweaks here and there. And then Alaska arranged the record, um, which I, I thought was great. And um, it just, it was pretty, it was pretty easy. You know what I mean? There wasn't like a ton of stress, which is great. So like when, when we did the episode with Ray, Ray kept saying that about the Row House Whispers record I did with him, which was like, it was easy. It was painless. It was pretty effortless. Mm-hmm. That's how it was with this one. You know what I mean? Like my only stress point for like some of these beats were so old used on like older software. I had to like, you know, reconstruct it and put newer sounds in, but that's really it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, no, we're like, what is this fucking guy doing to my beats? These beats are hot. It's corny. <laughs> Which I've been in that thing where like a dude is taking beats from me that I think are hot as hell and they're not living up to it. Where I'm yeah. like, yo, I should have kept that for me. Why did I give it to this guy? He's in can't I mean, even do anything. And that's, a, that's an interesting dance because I know producers don't know, you know, sometimes you want to take the sale or, the, or you want to take the placement. Right. You don't like but, what, you know what, I mean? what but, turned out, but... Right, but also being a rapper, I'm like competitive being like, if you're going to be on my shit, you better do something I can't, you know what I mean? Or like come up with an idea I can't think of or be collaborative with me enough to, where I'm being like, yo, you should try this again or maybe we should go for this or 
do you trust me to make these changes? You know what I mean? So, but with Alaska, with the rhyme and the vocals, they were all like, locked. I don't have to do anything. I wasn't like, ah, oh, man, I don't know, bro. You know, how do you politely tell somebody like, yo, that is corny as shit? <laughs> I mean, but like, yeah, the thing with Alaska yeah, yeah. is he he would always be texting me the, the lyrics before he would send a song. He'd be like, yo, right. here's what I got for this. What do you think it is? Or like, yo, is this cool? Or like, I'm actually kind of on the fence about this one line. And so early on, he was hitting me with that. Like, we weren't as cool as we are now. We're yeah. always like, what do I say to this dude? <laughs> I don't like this part. I don't like this word. Or I don't like this like little punchline. So he was being so official. He was like, yo, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Just like, I just want to know if it's good. And I'd be yeah. like, I'd be like, yo, that, 80% of the time, like, yo, that's, that's fire. Like, keep that. And maybe 20, I'd be like, you maybe you should rephrase that. Or like, you know what? Just take that part out. Or maybe yeah. put it at the beginning. Or like, maybe it's a little too wordy for a hook. Or like some shit like that that I would just yeah. say to anybody. Well, there was like um, the All Power to All People song. There was like, I had to rewrite like the whole last like eight to 12 bars. Because mm-hmm. I had some shit in there and I sent it to you. I don't really remember exactly what it was. But, um, you know, it was kind of like laden in violence. Mm-hmm. And you were like, that's not really right for this song and this message. Uh, yep. yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, it's that. better now because of that. Of course you getting info was is always a cost Shit. You can't control idiots and trolls but you could starve them You choose to feed the beast you might be part of the problem yeah. It wasn't much different with printed presses and parchment nope. The flow of information helps the folks on the margins To organize marches March. Expose abuses It's Black Lives Matter It's the Well you know, blade sharp and blade And speaking yeah. of blades, segue yes. Alaska Yes What's going on man? You were rapping and rapping A lot of lyrics doing a lot of rapping on here Shit um, a lot of rapping hooks as well, so that's even more rapping. Mm-hmm. What, what, were you, what were you going for with um, with these blades? The flows you were picking, bars you were cropped, um, and the content? So there was a few different points of view I was trying to hit. Um, I wanted to tell... I wanted to sort of make a record that had elements of braggadocia in it, but it was like told through the lens of hip-hop. So I think mm-hmm. you'll notice there's, there's a lot of references to other records throughout mm-hmm. the, throughout the record. Um, and, but I, I tried to do it not just like, I'm not going to like just basically steal a line, like, you know, do some Jay-Z shit where he steals a big line to make it work. Like mm-hmm. if I was going to use a line, I wanted it to make sense in the context of the story I was telling. Okay. Right. Sorry. So there, there's a line in, um, I think it's in, um, my G is too futuristic mm. where I'm like um, something about 
out in front of New York and chop it up with beans quick, like, yo, I'm a rocket this summer, summer, that that blue and cream skin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted it to like, you need to know hip hop to know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But it also makes sense because we were in front of New York and having Mm. a conversation about rocket. And speaking of that reference, we're talking about um, Ghosters, right? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So So yeah, it's it's from the the Raekwon skit. So about beans Beans from Annie Pop, yeah. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Fire. So so it was like that that's the way I wanted to use like references to the music that inspired me mm-hmm. um to make rap music. But then I also like there's sort of like songs that have like a political bent to it. Mm-hmm. Um and I'd never really went heavy on political songs before. I kind of just always went like, you know, it's just like ah, everything kind of sucks. Like that was always like my yes. approach to talking about the world. Yeah. And I wanted to get more in depth and like really like sort of talk about the way I feel because in the last like four or five years, like it's really taken a bit of a shift mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, um, you know, it was, I, I've definitely gone more in the direction where seeing this jackass become our president, realizing the type of power that the state enables a person to have. I want to see that power stripped completely. Right. So, right. um, like I wanted to really get those points across. And I think that's what I was trying to, to talk about in a lot of this stuff. And like, it's sort of like why I rallied against, I think certain points of view that might not traditionally be rallied against in rap music. Mm. Um, because I see that as not necessarily as a threat, but I see it as looking at the problems the wrong way. Mm. Like we're looking at the problems for like the government to save us when the government is actually what oppresses us. Mm. And if we keep trying to build that up as this me- mechanism to save us, eventually somebody like Donald Trump is going to become in power mm. and they're going to have all of that power over us. So like, that's the way I started like looking at the world a little bit more. So I, I kind of like, you know, took that into this, whenever I started getting a little more political and stuff, it was like, is really from that perspective. Um, but, you know, I think, I think some of my best raps ever are on this record. There's like I so agree. many lines that I'm like super fucking proud of on this record. I agree. Yeah. Um, and that um, I'm a jump, and we'll get back to this. But that leap, your um, what you were going for, that's one of my favorite bars, and it says um. Let's see if I can pull it up. It, it says um, Americans are dying for a dictator. Some were selling hope for a dick faced traitor. And the um, first of all, it's a great line, brother. Um, the double entendre in there is, is specific. I'm pretty sure there's a comment there in your writing. So yeah. they say America's are dying for a dictator, for this dictator yeah. we have that we didn't know. But also America's were dying for a dictator. So it's like, you know, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some, some were selling hope for this race face trader. And that's, you know, his Republican, you know, running boys. People were like, you know, let me get in well, the mix with this. Stuff. It's actually someone selling hope or a dick face trader. Or a dick face trader. <laughs> yeah. So wow. it's like, you know, it's it's always like somebody that, like, we're looking for somebody to save us. Yeah, there it is. But they're usually yes. against us. And that's my, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite bars on the project. Thank you. All right. So I think right now would be appropriate to, to uh, find an aperitif and find a tete-a-tete and take a break. Cool. Sounds okay. good. If you have a um, charcuterie plate in front of you, now would be the <laughs> time dates. to 
Obviously, your, your dates and yes. figs that you don't normally eat under any other circumstances, but you eat figs and you know, you know, and your, your prosciutto folded up. Me, I prefer some gabagoo. You know, you, you, you do the prosciutto wrapped slice. around the fucking. Uh, you have to, you have to, you have to wrap it, it wrap it in what you have. You to got, you got to wrap it, it around. You got to wrap it around like a citrus. Ah, oh, like I, I it would just fold it into like a Mobius strip type. No, nah, because you got you got to have the sweet with the salty. So you got you got to have the prosciutto with the with I think it's the melon or cantaloupe. No, the honey is just for decoration. I'm not using it. No, they like drizzle honey or that's not bad. And and caviar is um, well, I'm not, it's, I'm a, not it's a scam. You've never had it before. I'm not fucking no, nah, dog. I'm not it's a shit. scam, but it's 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 an experience. You should try some good caviar, like some really good caviar, dude. After the scene in fucking um, Big, what? when he eats the caviar, he scrapes it off his tongue. I'm scorned. Because, like, you see, like, his tongue is, like, black, and he's wiping it off with a napkin. Nah, don't, don't, uh, let, this, don't let the movies. Uh, I, can't, I you know. know. Your, your palate should experience all things. And that's good. Yeah, like like you and Impossible. Alaska, you, um, me and a what? You and the Impossible Burger. Open up your palate, dog. Fuck out of here with that damn shit. It ain't no damn burger. What's impossible yeah. is anybody considers it a burger. I, you, I, I, I was eating Beyond and Impossible Burgers for a little while. Oh, my God. So Caviar is the question. Caviar. But Please then, don't tell me about that thing. Then they started really fucking up my stomach, and I couldn't go back to them anymore. Yeah, they're a little rough. Like, now the they're smell of them. Oh, they're a little rough? Oh, wow. What a, what a, what a, what a strange a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, me. Oh, my. How, why did delicious. that happen? So, I'll gladly eat cows. Yeah. Delicious. When it makes you want to run into a wall after it. What, did you have you ever fuck with caviar? What? I don't think I ever had caviar. I would sure. eat it though. I'm not like I mean maybe I have, but I don't Does it doesn't it doesn't stick in memory, it doesn't ring a bell. No, I mean like I I've definitely had like um roe, like the fish eggs, but I've never had like the caviar version, like the the brown or you know, black version black. of it. I've had like the and like, I also orange think fish eggs. Things like that, pate. I've I, I had duck pate with Tom. Yeah. I think the cracker kind of matters. Don't just you know because yeah. that might, might uh, paint. That might paint. You know, you have some cracker that's some wheat thing or something you're not expecting. It might paint a wrong picture. But anyway, yeah. we'll be right back. We'll call out culture and we are cooking for the people. Yeah. Peace. This is Pays Infinite from the Pushing Buttons Collective. I want to let y'all know I got a new beat tape out called Star Child. It is available for streaming on all digital streaming platforms and available for purchase on Bandcamp. All sales from this project will be going to the SPC Dane R. Balcone Fund in memory of my nephew Dane who died in Iraq. Y'all already know the vibes. Support good music because good music supports you. Blah, 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 blah. Record crew special. Mm -hmm. Call out culture. Phenomenon. Event. Cargo Colts. Releasing Nihilist Millennial. We are here talking about it live for the line of notes. I'm Curly Castro, your host with the jokes and the smoke. Wow. I'm getting a t shirt. <laughs> um, so I, uh, let's get into a lot of writing, a lot to pick from. Alaska, yeah. thank you. Yeah. What, what's your favorite bar on this, on this thing? I said mine earlier. Me? Yes. Uh, ever, ever, oh, I I just thought something as you said, Nihilist Millennial. I uh, I forgot to say this when we talked about the title. <laughs> I always hear the words Nihilist Millennial in my mind as remember on um on dilated work to angles. Mm-hmm. Um and like there's like cuts and it's like dilated peoples. 
I always hear nihilist millennial, like the same way I always hear it. I dare any DJ to find that. <laughs> Listeners, if you're a DJ, if you can find that scratch, we'll- Annihilated um, peoples. We'll, if you can find that scratch, we'll put it We'll put it in the um, intro music for the show. Yeah, like- Find I a way always. to put it in, into the- uh, if anybody can find that and scratch Nihilist Millennium together, put the other little scratch, a little scratch. But, but in the vein of Worked Angles by Dylan. In the vein of Worked Angles, if any listener out there yeah. can do that, we will put it on the show and shout you out. That's the call out coaching maybe challenge. Get you some, we'll get you some, some work, somebody might hire you. It brought to you by Koki 900. So um, my, my favorite part is actually, I mean, I, I, I'm going to get to this bar, but I will say that I think I said it as a caster at some point. Like, I like this record. I like Alaska as a rapper because he 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 shows he's carving a new way unknowingly into aging as a rapper in a way that's not like, yo, I'm holding on to things you like for me from 25 years ago. Like, there's a whole set of people that do that, which is cool. And then the other set of like, yo, man, I'm like a grown up now what i don't like disrespect women and i don't you know <laughs> hey young man yo it's more natural yeah like it's not like this yo it's important for you to know that i've really matured and i would not call a woman a bitch you know uh, that's cool too but it's it's always kind of like they it's either one or the other when dudes are aging they either like double down on what they did when they were talking when they were 20 even though they're 51 or they are 51 acting like they're 70 so it's interesting. So what Alaska is doing is like showing you like day-to-day life of a person his age who also has 30 plus years of like rap fandom and rap experience and artistry while also, you know, talking about like Argyle sweaters and shit and then going to a <laughs> farmer's market. You yeah, know what showing, I mean? like, that, showing that rap is a, um, it's, it's a growing genre right. and we're allowed to grow with it as practitioners yes as participators and as fans. Yes. There's nothing wrong with us aging. Now, we all know we built it. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a time where rap was for 16 to 23 yeah. year olds, you mm-hmm. know, but that's kind of gone away. Um, right. You know, remember how many artists we, she's this old? He's yeah, this I, I used old? To make, like, I used to know, get I, mad when I realized, when I realized like, oh my God, Method Man's 30. I used to be really upset. Well, I would do that in <laughs> hindsight, thinking how old the artist is and how long I've been following them. But I'm talking about when artists would come out some would uh, yeah. really would go always to some lengths. I'm 20-something. You know what I'm yep. saying? Um, always well, didn't Jay-Z do that? Didn't he lie about his age? He kind of nah, kept nah, it. Nah, nah, he kinda, but he, he was vague about it because I remember he would laugh in interviews because it would come yes. up and, and he, sorry, would, he, yeah. would, he would not like give a definitive number. Or well, he would call Memories Call Himself Young. He was the first young. Call yeah, yeah, young. yeah. So, and that he was, was like 33. It wasn't a oh. name. Rappers out there, you know, do your thing. But it was definitely more so to make you think that I'm a little younger, feel a little younger. Mm-hmm. We noticed he doesn't have facial hair, and that probably was on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, but the point is, for him to be as clean as he was, he had to shave. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you keep the facial mm-hmm. hair off. You don't grow the beard. Look, the beard grew up Drake. Drake looks mm-hmm. a little older, a little more chiseled, yep. chin yep. more defined, you know? So, you know. Um, I, you know, beard, I was looking at the other day, fellas. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord have mercy, man. So Ghostface has the beard, and now he has the high Sunni well, that, lineup. That joint, yeah, that joint is painted. Where, so it's like mid mid goatee is where the beard comes all yeah, the way, and it's not a I'm natural not. one. That that can yeah, work for folks. And if you're if you're not, not connecting your mustache straight over on some um, outdoorsman, our yeah. man Zilla has it. Then it kind of is like 
you're trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, I'm not sure. You kind of want you kind of want your waterfall to come down, but halfway through you're like, "Hey, I want to show fullness because I have fullness, but I'm also getting <laughs> manicured because I go to bars." <laughs> right. There's a lot going on at once. He's you know never had a beard until now. Not like that. Yeah, like, and I'm, and newer. He, yeah, he had chin straps. He's done chin straps. Yeah, but like a real thin and yeah, sideburns that go a little down. But like yeah, to like commit to the full and not let it come naturally. Raekwon's yes. always had kind of the full. And mm-hmm. if it comes in naturally, you follow that hairline, not necessarily the one you want to create. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It comes to Philly. Oh, yeah. His beard yeah, is weird, sh- man. Sh- yeah. If you look at it, whereas, whereas like thought has like the classic Philly beard, black. Right, butter. but it's all full then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And then some people do have the manicurism. Um, I would give Khaled. He gets this lineups of the full yeah. beard, but he gets it. You know, it's really well done, chalk line and all that stuff. Oh, and shout out to Large Pro is the best like salt and pepper beer in the world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going. Oh no, no, a newcomer though. Oh. Um, uh, Palacia, um Oh yeah, Ish looks. Ish, Ish, his joint is coming in great. Oh yeah, his is good. Yeah, salt and pepper, glorious. Really good. Really good. Um, all right, here's my favorite bars off the record, real quick. Um, it's off of my G is too futuristic. Okay. Where he says, "Hold on a second. He says, he says, yeah, I got chutzpah." First wave jokes, fucker. <laughs> yeah, that's what about mine too. <laughs> and then he says, "Wait, the, the punchline." I'll play it back. He says, "He says something about I got styled child like Brooke. Um, I, I got classic style style child on Brooks Brothers." Yeah, but you say, "Yeah, I got chutzpah." First gen jokes, fucker. fucker. Like that. That took me back right there. The way you <laughs> like as a pop, a pop apocalypse right there. Yes, like that is. You even saying jokes, that's the only time in the whole record you say it. But it's like the like the, the pride that goes behind that line, but then also Yeah, and it's not like you're the, not doing it for you know for kicks or to get props. That's part of your your, your history. You know, and, and you, like you, you it's, it's the championship it. ring that you won, yeah. whether you're starting on the bench and nobody can take it from you. Nobody yes. really, they can't they can't do tech. They can't they and they want it. They wish like, it. And now that it's on hiatus, not that Dev has been on hiatus for so long. They can't get it. So it's like they can't get that back. So that's, nope. that's you know. You could have reversed it and been like, yeah, I got style child, something Brooks brother. Yeah, I got Hutzbah first. Like you could have hit it backwards to make it even more popping. But I like that you open with it just to be like, yo, don't don't get it fucked up. Like I'm still that guy. But it also like the, the Brooks Brothers line ties into the next line. Right. Which which go. then sets up the final punchline, so it has to be that order. Yeah, right, we'll just agree with so what I'm saying, man. Just agree with what I'm saying. Don't don't disrespect me on the show. Sorry, yeah, I, I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> now now the listeners are finding out what's really going on with the cult and the cargo. Yeah. Anyway, Alaska, do you have a favorite bar on this? I have project? a few favorite bars. Wait, wait, hold on, um, hold on. I want to, I'm gonna pause you real quick, real quick. I'm gonna let you finish. I want to ask you this too. You said this at the beginning of the show. And and so it's gonna help me. It's gonna inform me and maybe other people checking it. When you said going to the record, that you didn't want to be like the weird dude who pops up with a record and goes away. Yeah. Who who you say like you wanted to impress or you were thinking of? Like wh- what do you mean by that? Like I, I want more context to that part with this joint. Um, I mean I wanted to like just like my pe- like the people that I like the people that I'm like sort of in the same like you guys fucking mm-hmm. like prem like woods and elucid and like just like everybody that's sort of like at the vanguard 
Mm-hmm. I want to put my flag in there and be like, I'm part of this too. So like nice. I was once before and I'm here again. Like I kind of wanted to like, in like the back of my head, like it's always sort of like that MF doom arc. Like you could always like be relevant. Mm. You go no away and come back. Generations you are. Yeah. Just as yeah. you know, like sort of like that is like the, the vision I have in my head, but ultimately my vision for myself is like Harvey P car of rap. Right. Right. Like a dude that like works, but still like makes fucking art because I love doing it. And, you know, hopefully it's good and people enjoy it. And, you know, it's saying something about the world. I mean, I think a lot of artists are at this, these levels we mentioned ish. Um, yeah. just a little bit more age, but with that comes wisdom, not making the same mistakes leads to greater yeah. art as well. You know what I'm saying? When you were happy-go-lucky 21-year-olds, you know, mm-hmm. jumping turnstiles and stuff, yeah, you were coming up with some amazing shit, but now that you have the time and the patience to reflect and also infer on your new shit, you know, it, it only gets it only gets better. That's what we're trying yeah. to show people out there. It only gets better. Wow. All right, and man, and I think it's one last, it's also like you know, I wanted to like, I don't want to like make shit that like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I got to make this type of song. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, like, I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to make music I want to hear. Like, that's the biggest part of it. Like, this record is a record I want to hear. Mm. And it's like, I don't feel like anybody else is making this record. Fire. Always. So, that's always the catalyst. It. Always a great catalyst. Yeah. So, okay. Now, as far mm. as the bars I like, there's, there's three I want to hit on. <laughs> um, one of them is similar to like the sort of like putting the flag down. Like I've been here and this is my history. Um, and it's, I think it's on, I'm not sure if it's on G is too futuristic or UX, but it's like, um, pock the apocalypse with oxen. Yeah, like that one. I really like that one. Um, I just like the structure of it. Like, I remember when I wrote it, I was like, oh my God, this is the illest shit. Because I fucking loved E.C. Illa when I was young, like when I was yeah, like a was kid. And I was like, terrifying. He was, he was terrifying. He was like, you know, it was like a white kid in the 80s that like rap. He was like the first dude that seemed like he actually was authentic. Mm, and I was like, that's who yeah. I want to be. Um, yeah. And then there's the one in, um, in uh, All Power to All People. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, um, it's like racists with no futures did their first fucking computers out in Boko Raton where they misquote the Quran Ooh. and think black dudes and beards are all in Boko Haram. Like that, that shit, I, I really that like part. that line. That, yo, then, that, uh, that joint sticks in my brain, that part right there. Western education is forbidden. You know? Brings back around to that. Which your third? And the third yeah, is the true. last line of the record. Um, like something about like the way we talk so we could hear ourselves. It feels all too casual, a little bit like fear itself. Mm. And that goes back to what I was saying about like sort of these hip hop references that you have to understand hip hop to get it. And fear is a good thing. If you're watching the vow or if you ever met. Yes, I got to finish yeah. that up the last episode. Like um, fear is, is your early warning system. And we're watching something where this yeah. cultist 
makes people abandon that. So when he's doing things later on, further down the system where it's suggestive, your instinct to run and say, no, I'm not doing that. He may, he instilled in you to push that away. Like, no, that's just your fear of controlling you. And we don't agree with that. Mm. Like, you know, I'm not saying be scared to death, but I'm saying the spider sense is there for a reason. Just don't but you also right. get you get the reference as well, right? Yes. Casual like fear itself. Oh, his, his record, his album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yes. yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was very proud of that line. It is. Uh, and I, I, see, I, I like how the record ends with. Um, yeah, because it's. Time is valuable. Yeah, like time is valuable. It's like, it's it's a smooth song. It's it's a chill song, and. The album is called fucking Nihilist Millennial and it's Cargo Colts and it's written when we're in the darkest timeline as Americans and humans. And it's still like a, it's like a heartfelt, honest record to, to not just be as, you know, grim and disturbed. I mean, hip hop, the H stands, the, the H stand for hope. Yeah. There you go. You know I'm saying, exactly. we, we, you know, hip hop was built out of the darkest, deepest caverns because some people hoped that this would lead them somewhere. And 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 and, mm-hmm. and look where we're at. And so yeah, um, Alaska ending with that song, and time is valuable. And it's also that's another double enchanter. Time is valuable in the sense that we've wasted some time in the way we've been conducting ourselves, and we mm-hmm. still have some time, and it is valuable. So let's use it properly. It's the best wow. currency we got, and we can't get it back once it once it's fleeting. So like, you know, yeah. wake up, motherfucking millennials and nihilists. <laughs> what y'all talking about, yo? Call our culture, bit. man. We got another hit on our hands. Record crew special. Bow. That's you know we don't we we're not playing. And <laughs> I know that's cliche and whatever, but we're not playing, and we haven't been. And so we're gonna keep our foot on the gas. We got this great project for you. Um, before we uh, evacuate, I want to talk about the merch. Look, yeah. the feel. We got specials. Approve the film copies. What 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 was going on with that, Z? He wanted, uh, it, you know, it's as everyone knows, like it's very difficult to get vinyl in a sense that, you know, it, um, if you're okay with having a very thin margin, and that, that's cool. Some records are just worth doing it and potentially losing a ton of money or potentially making a lot. Um, so we're we're in a stage of like inching towards vinyl for more of our releases on Wrecking Crew. You know, label some labels of been gracious enough to give us vinyl which is great um but what else we've been really doing well with cds the last like year and change and so with this record it was like alaska hates collecting shit he hates tapes he hates cds he hates vinyl he so does when you press up for the man who hates everything you got to go above and beyond you know what i mean yeah, so i think it was like all of the and shouts to everybody buying the cds like it's dope I, I i do like having you know shit on my shelf again and in my car um and and giving that out to people and selling it which is crazy so for this one it was like i was thinking like if if alaska hates all this shit but we should do it anyway because people want to own it then we should make this something different you know so we're we're not going to just go to vinyl it's going to take forever and cassettes are kind of dead so i think it was gang was just like yo uh check out this site so we found the spot in the uk and by the time you hear this like the cds they're going to take a minute to get here just because of shipping COVID and overseas, but they'll, they'll, they'll be in hand the next couple of weeks. We'll get them out for sure. If you pre-ordered it or you're buying it, thank you. 
Um, but when, once we sold a package in, like the one's like a hardcover book with fucking linen, and the other one is like a metal tin case for the Zapruder film or 10 of your favorite discs to carry yeah. around as you're, you know, going to your job. Yeah. Your disc or, you know, take the, take the CV out and put weed in it. People like tins you know, for the weed. Also, it might um, block certain radio waves. Ooh. You know. wear that foil tin hat on your head, put the CD on your head. It also <laughs> yeah. contains molecules of the actual real Sapruta film, because I have a copy. <laughs> I know they're listening, and I'm on the list, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> the truth has to be heard. All right? I watched a lot of X Files. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. You, this, the, we've had these combos. This is great. Yeah, we have. Aziz thought I was just crazy and crazy. I, I continue to think you're, but you know what? I, I like that you own it now. So Alaska, what what's up with the with the t-shirts and 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 the, and the necklace? The right, necklace is uh, that was a, a nice like add-on by Zilla at the last minute. Um, that shit is is fresh. Buy one for your lady friend or your fella friend. Yeah. Um, or your kids, so they can they can go out and represent when they finally get to go back to school. Um, the t-shirts are dope. I, I love the t-shirt. Gang really like killed the design on that. It's the same design as the um, the linen digi pack with the black velvet cover, yep. which is gonna be crazy. Um, but you know they're there, they're ready, they're fucking fresh. Rock them shits. No, and we also got um, buttons. We're in all types yeah. of propaganda. Wrecking Crew buttons. Oh, yeah, we got the Wrecking yeah. Crew on the, on the Cargo Colts Wrecking Crew band camp yeah. page. Oh, so, you know, this is, Yes, sir? Sorry, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, wrap up. No, I, I, no, I, I was going to say, speaking of, of potential buttons in the future, we got to give a shout out to, to Harvey Cliff, who did our artwork for the, the new logo for Cargo uh, for uh, Call Out Culture. Mm-hmm. Yep, fresh to death. New artwork. Yeah, so you know, what I'm you know, there may be buttons for that in the future. There may be a comic book. Hi, I'm Harvey Cliff. You might know me from such great albums as the one I did with Steel Tipped Up, Strangers on a Train. Try to start a lot of shit or a little bit. I'm indifferent to your middle it. I've been in the middle, man, ball so hard. Round tracks when a dribble, man. Or you might know me from all those hip hop comedy clubs I did so well in. You, you ever find yourself at home? working on your album and you're doing a skit and all of a sudden your wife comes into the room looking for her scissors and she just looks at you like, you know what I'm saying? When I'm not DJing down at Bronconcio's or eating watermelon jerky, I'm listening to another classic episode of a podcast that just got a brand new logo designed by me, Call Out Culture, hosted by Alaskas, Zilla Rocher, and Curly Castrata. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for letting me do it. You can check out more of my artwork at harveycliff.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Peace. Hey, come on down to harveycliff.com. We got beach balls for the fall. I uh, got Steve Martin's sink. It's its first sink. He just left it here. Got some casingles for only a buck. I'm a huge assortment of used yoga mats, biggest in the district. Well, you know. Can I, can I um, real quick just pat myself on the back? For what? When we put these shits up on Bandcamp for the pre-order, I was like, instead of just putting up like, all right, you know, here's the CDs you can order, here's this. I wanted to write it like the fucking JP cat. What was it, J. Peter McGowan? Oh, J. Peter McGowan. I wrote for the 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 hardback CDs. I was like, what do you get for the nihilist who wants nothing and the millennial who has it all? These elegant hard body digi packs wrapped in velvet, designed by Gang for PTP Vision. And then I put um, where's the other one? Oh, for the, the necklace, I put the necklace. That, that one's the best. What better way to set the world on fire than a sleek, minimalistic necklace engraved with the album title "Dialist Millennial"? This won't fade, unlike the fabric of society today. Right. 
Shout out Jay. Shout out Jay Peterman catalog. Shout out to the Jay Peterman catalog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we do all the work for you. We even give you little humorous blurbs for you to chuckle as you enter your PayPal information. We None try to do it here at Wrecking Crew Central. All right, things you know? good. You know what I mean? So um, signing off, get the record. If you haven't, if you have, get another copy and um, get the necklace and we might come out with rings. Bum. But this has been, you know, live from the line of notes. Wow. Cargo Colts presents Nihilus Millennial. We Nihilus Millennial. We hope y'all enjoy the record because we got more to come, but we're going to chew on this fat for a minute. And um, we're going to... Uh, we have a video plan where we have Max Headroom, like kind of like hack into your TV system and stuff like that. So if you don't see it, maybe because you didn't buy the record. So if you have the record, look out for the Max Headroom video. It's coming. And uh, that's all I got. Curly Castro, gentlemen, y'all want to say anything? You know, to the people. Of Alaska. What do y'all hope? What do y'all hope the project and the people do? You know, I, I hope. So. I, I mostly just hope people like it, man. You know, I feel like we've we've already made our money back. Bomb. So, <laughs> that's all that matters. That's always, that's it's a, rule, a win. That's yeah, but one. but you know, keep on supporting it. Mm-hmm. We're on rule too. Yeah, Buy yeah. copies for your friends. Do what you got to do. Uh, anybody who buys the record on Bandcamp Day, send me a receipt, and I'll send you the rest of my discography for free. Yep. Boom! Look at that. You can't yeah. beat that. So deal. send me a, send me a copy of your purchase receipt on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I will send you everything else for free. It's like nine albums. Bang! And it's, it's Bandcamp Day, so if you're listening to yeah. this and it's late in the day, um, buy all those stuff on our Record Crew Bandcamp. Nothing's on sale. Nope. Everything is the yeah. price that it is, and you'll enjoy it. And and yeah. I'll I'll hold the same offer if you buy any record uh, record crew stuff. Bang! Bang. There you go. Yeah. Z. And then if you on I've been piggybacking off of Alaska this whole time. So on Bandcamp Day, if you buy any of my shit on digital, um, I donate all digital sales to Campaign Zero, which is a nonprofit for you know holding more police accountable, which is dope. And then if you don't buy my shit, that's fine. If you send me the receipt. Then you could tell me what record of mine you want. I'm not giving a whole fucking catalog. I mean, that's just some wild. That's that's that is just straight up uh, fucking indie welfare right there. I'm not gonna give you everything. You know what I mean? I, I'll give you a little bit, but you know, just tell me whatever record you want of mine. I'll send you the digi version as always. I've been doing every every Bandcamp day to piggyback off Alaska. And then uh, for the record, man, yo, I I'm just excited. I've never had a project where I'm not rapping a lot. I'm just making all the fucking beats. I got like. I got like 12 bars in this whole project. This is fucking wonderful. Castro's the only other guest. Yes. I, I like it. It's, you know, it's, it's like 32 minutes, 11 songs. Uh, it's, it's heartfelt. It's fucking cool. The beats are banging. It's all different styles of shit, but it's very, it's very East Coast is what I like about it. You know what I mean? Like it's unapologetically East Coast without being like weird and glitchy and like SP 404'd out. And that yeah. shit is, I like all that shit too, but I'm just like, it's just dope to hear Alaska, who I've been a fan of for years, just to get loose on this shit. And it has the Roland Bishop stamp of approval. It's Wrecking Crew certified. Bomb. <laughs> we don't co-sign no bullshit. Why? Why? What the fucking point of that? So yeah, nah. we want you to really dive in. And um, no, we don't know, dive. So no, I want. I want you to. Enjoy we want. You, we want you to um, inspect and inspect um, it. And, Ooh. And, and, and soak in it. And, you know, and blueprint it out. Tell us your favorite bars. Tell us um, your favorite songs, favorite beats. We like to hear all of that. 
Yeah. And we're going to chop it about this record. We want to hear what y'all think. So let us know. We're not bashful yeah. and we can take it. We're old enough. We're old men. We've been here yeah. before. Act like you've been here before. You, dirty, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you dirty scoundrels. All right. In the words right. of Immortal Alaska, Ramo Z is the equation. Ooh. We are signing off. We didn't even talk about Ramo Z. God damn. My favorite song. All right, real quick. There be some surprises. Like two minutes. Just two minutes on Ramo Z. No minutes. Get the record. God damn. I want to hear it. Get the record. All right, There's going to be snippets all through this, this. Well, excuse me. There's been snippets all through the episode. Get the record. <laughs> That's how you say. Oh, it. and, it's, and real quick, it's not available. It will not be available on Spotify, Apple, no, no streaming. It's not gonna be on no. any streaming services. Fuck no. streaming services. Neither is Blue Edwards at the yeah. moment, which might be eternal. So some records we put out that way, some records we don't. So just you know, yeah. ride the wave with us, and make sure your surfboard is adjusted. I walk down the street, people look at me and say, "Who the hell is I am one of the gothic futurists in the Alpha's bet.
That's why I preach the future got the future profit. Got a rocket, don't stop it. Got a rocket, don't stop. Got a rocket, don't stop it. Got a rocket, don't stop. Got a rocket, don't stop it. Got a rocket, don't stop. Everybody preach the future got the future profit. Rocket, don't stop it. Got a rocket, don't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if you don't like it. Yeah, and I don't care if you don't buy it. Cause that's my freedom in the process, so I'm grateful And that's my main source, it's my friendly game of baseball Alright, I'm not the first or the last to done the master I see it as a title, I'm monastic with these raps Cause that's my freedom in the process, so I'm grateful And that's my main source, it's my friendly game of baseball Cancerous Iconoclast We control your icons Our culture is done We lived it, you...